1: So, certainly it has been a very dramatic few days in Brazil. Final voting deciding on the impeachment of now former Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff due to financial mismanagement. But tens of thousands of people took to the streets across the country over the weekend opposing her replacement, her former vice president, Michel Temer, who took office last week and plans to serve out the remainder of Rousseff's term until the next election in 2018. There has been talk in the media of maybe uh, his own impeachment, though, and a much sooner election. Let's bring in Armando Castellar, an economist at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro, who was also the former head of the Economics Department of the Brazilian Development Bank. Good morning to you from Seoul.
0: Hi, good morning. Morning to
1: all. Good to have you on the line. How likely is it that uh, Michelle Temer will be able to see out this administration until 2018?
0: Well, I think it's very really likely that he stays to the end. New elections are very unlikely for political and legal reasons. Uh, so most likely he will stay. Uh, it's it's important to you know understand what these protests are. I mean, uh, protests exist in any democracy in Brazil is no different. No, uh, and Brazil has 150 million voters, so a few tens of thousands of voters um, sounds like a large number, and obviously it's a relevant number, but it's it's nothing compared to the overall voting population.
1: Yeah, well, it's a very vocal minority of people though who have taken to the streets and. And the country's been surrounded by this sort of turmoil through the course of hosting a World Cup and the Olympics. Now, with the Paralympics underway, but the summer games themselves over, is is there a sense that there's no hiding place, uh, that, that there has to be something positive economically to come out of Brazil pretty soon?
0: Well, hopefully. I mean, uh, Brazil has been in a major economic crisis for the last two years. and uh, Obviously, if this doesn't change, I think the political situation can indeed complicate.
1: But this question about Michel Temer also facing impeachment, financial irregularities and corruption allegations surround a number of key figures, even those who uh, have remained intact as far as their political careers are concerned. Can, can you give us a better idea of what's going on there with all these allegations?
0: Obviously uh, there has been a lot of corruption during the Lula and then Juma government in state enterprises mainly. Also in pension funds that uh, of state enterprises. So that has been sort of extended beyond the companies themselves. Uh, the parties which were in power which were Dilma is uh, party, the Workers' Party, and the PMDB, which is Michel Temer's party, were deeply involved in the corruption scandal, uh, and they benefited. They benefited individually, and they benefited in uh, receiving money to run for the elections for uh, 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 mandates in, in, uh, for president, for Congress, et cetera. So there is an investigation going on, has been going on for two and a half years now, uh, unveiling what the scandal was, who received money, and there's some money which went to the PMDB. Uh, there's, there has been no scandal involving Tamer himself, but a number of his colleagues have been involved and accusations have been made, and some of them have been judged by the Supreme Court. So, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty regarding, regarding what else will be found about this scandal, you know. Uh, just yesterday, we had another scandal involving the pension funds that I just mentioned, and eventually they may involve Temer. Now, according to the Brazilian law, a president cannot be judged by uh, for crimes that he committed before becoming president, then, uh, so Temer is protected.
1: Yes, I, I was just going to say there must be a popular feeling in Brazil, though, just to to want to completely clean up politics, regardless of. Whether corruption allegations are before or after political office, just to to have a completely Agreed. new face of Brazilian politics.
0: Totally agree. That's why Temer is also unpopular, not as unpopular as Dilma Rousseff was, but sixty uh, something percent of the population don't like him. I,
1: I mean, Dilma Rousseff uh, represented the the Workers Party, and we've also then seen the the end of the Workers Party's uh, reign uh, for more than a decade. Uh, and it it obviously feels as though they've failed the workers with all these corruption allegations, but now shifting to uh, a a different political angle, is there any wing of Brazilian politics that you feel will emerge and appeal economically and socially to the Brazilian people, Uh, an extremist solution even?
0: Well, there are the Green uh, Party and and politicians uh, that uh, gravitate around it, uh, Marina Silva, who was a candidate in the last presidential elections, is, is bound to win. I mean, she has been totally outside the scandal. Nothing; has She's not been involved in any way in those scandals. But mostly, I think there's, say, there's a lot of uh, discontentment with the politicians in general. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the next elections. Uh, who is going to benefit from this situation? Uh, can be anybody, including people who we don't know yet?
1: I referred to the Olympics before, uh, just briefly on that. Uh, do you see that as having anything of a significant legacy here, uh, in shaping the outcome of Brazil's political and economic fortunes?
0: Well, I mean, I don't think it interfered in any way with the impeachment process. I don't think it changed votes or anything in the Senate. Uh, it caused people to forget about it for, uh, some time for two weeks. So, uh, in a sense that it maybe it's facilitated a little bit. But uh, uh, politically, I think it would benefit the mayor of Rio de Janeiro, uh, perhaps the Minister of Defense, but people who were directly involved with, with the Games. But no political party or anything.
1: It doesn't exactly allow people now, though, to uh, enjoy the Paralympics. It's something that uh, we also discussed Uh, in our segment today's glossary earlier on in the show, that the way in which the Paralympics often gets overshadowed anyway at the best of times, but the fact that uh, so much focus has now been shifted back to Brazilian uh, politics, it implies that uh, the Paralympics is even more of an afterthought. I mean, is there any kind of reporting of the Paralympics there?
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of expectations about the Games. Tickets are being sold in many places. The security uh, uh, system that was put in place for the Olympic Games are still here, still in place. Okay. I think the same applies for the other other uh, things that were arranged for the Olympic Games.
1: Well, that's that's at least something. Um, some encouragement there. Um, also, a quick word on Korea's involvement in Brazil's economy. Um, there were, for example. Koreans who'd invested in Brazilian assets or were considering investing. Um, Back in 2011 and 2012, for example, Korean investors had put in around 10 trillion won to buy Brazilian state bonds, went on to suffer great losses as a result. Do you have any advice for Koreans who might be interested in becoming engaged in the Brazilian economy despite the turmoil?
0: Well, I mean, Brazilian uh, securities pay very high yields, no? And the high yields, is, uh, is high, the yield is high because it's a lot of risk involved. So the first thing is try to assess whether you believe the risk is correctly priced or not. Uh, having said so, uh, it's very unlikely that the, the currency devalues as it did uh, in 2011, 2012. Brazil has a small current account deficit, a very large uh, international reserves. Uh, so it's very unlikely that the reality of that is significantly as it did in this,
1: in this other moment. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you on the line with us today. Okay, my pleasure. An, an overview there of the situation in Brazil. Uh, hearing from Armando Castellar in Rio de Janeiro from Federal University. In fact, in the next half hour, we're going to... Stay in the region, broadly speaking, uh, with uh, Venezuela. Some major protests facing Nicolas Maduro there and uh, a subsequent crackdown. We're going to be heading there on location in the next half hour. So if you're interested in that, that's something to uh, look forward to. Um, But if you want to share your opinion on any of our topics this morning... Do so by tweet, if you like, at EFM This Morning. You can find us on Twitter and also Facebook. Just search TPS EFM This Morning. You can text us right now from your phone. Pound sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Stay with us here on This Morning.